Welcome back to Heroes of the Faith, a show where we are inspired by the lives of the saints so that we can become saints ourselves. Now, we have been living through this COVID pandemic for over a year now, which honestly, I don't know about you, but to me, it has seemed like it has gone on forever. There's been a lot to deal with. Many different people have suffered. Uh, but one thing that has been universally recognized by doctors, by the media, uh, by the experience of just everyday people is something that is being called a mental health crisis. A mental health crisis that has been going on for years, but has really been exacerbated by this pandemic. Isolation, depression, anxiety, all of these things have skyrocketed. And that's why I think that today's saint is so incredibly relevant to us. Because she is the patron saint of those who suffer from mental illness. Her name is Saint Dymphna. And today we're going to talk about her incredible life and what we can learn from her in order to become saints just like she was. Now, St. Dymphna, she was born in Ireland in the 7th century. And Ireland at this point was not a unified country, but it was made up of different regions, different territories that were ruled over by local kings and local chieftains. Now, sometimes these chieftains were allies with each other. Sometimes they were at war. So it was all over the place. Now, Dymphna's father, a man named Damon, was one of these chieftains. He was an Irish chieftain, and he was a pagan man but he had married a Christian woman who became Dymphna's mother. Now, despite their differing religions, Damon being a pagan uh, and his wife being a Christian, Damon was absolutely infatuated with his wife. She was an extremely beautiful woman. Now, you might be wondering, well, how could it be that a pagan and a Christian are living together in Ireland? Well, before Christianity was introduced to Ireland, uh, chiefly by the evangelization efforts of St. Patrick, who we've done a show on in the past, uh, the Irish were used to worshipping many different demons as false gods. They followed the religion uh, of their people that was led by these druids, these pagan priests and sorcerers. The druids were uh, infamous. They were feared by the people of Ireland because of their magical and dark powers that they received from the worship of their false gods. Uh, the people believed that they could curse or bless depending on whether or not you made them angry or happy. Uh, the druids were also in charge of sacrificing to the false gods of Ireland. Uh, this could include animal sacrifice or even human sacrifice. Uh, the Druids would burn people alive as offerings to the gods. They would throw them into swamps so that they would drown to the gods of that region. And so it was a very fearsome and dark religion that the Irish people were trapped in before Christianity came to the island. But the time Dymphna was born, many of the Irish had become Christians already. They had left behind paganism but not the whole country. And so Christians and pagans lived amongst each other. Many of the Irish, like Dymphna's father, still prayed to the old gods of Ireland. But Dymphna followed in the religion of her mother. Her mother taught her about Jesus, had her baptized, and so Dymphna and her mother were Christian. Now, as Dymphna grew older into her teens, uh, she began to take on her mother's beauty. People noticed that she really began to look like her mother. And this might seem like a random fact. You might be wondering, well, why is Isaac talking about this now? But 
it'll be important later for Dymphna's story. Now, despite the fact that she had inherited her mother's beauty, Dymphna made an early decision that she didn't actually want to be married. She wanted to live a life that was completely consecrated to Jesus. She didn't want to have any distractions of a husband or family to get in the way of her and her love for Jesus. When Dymphna was 14 years old, her mother unfortunately died tragically. And as a result, her father Damon was inconsolable at the loss of his wife. He fell into a deep depression that just couldn't be shaken. And due to the depression, he was unable to properly manage the people of his kingdom. He wasn't doing a good job as ruler because he was in such a depressed state. And his counselors, his advisors, they tried everything to break him out of this depression, but nothing was working. They tried to get him to remarry again, to try and find happiness in another wife. But his grief had made Damon obsessive, had made him unreasonable, and he refused to marry a woman who didn't look exactly like his past wife. And so his counselors searched all over Ireland, searched high and low for someone, some woman who looked like the dead queen so that the king could be happy and marry her. But when they couldn't find someone who matched her description, they suggested to Damon that he marry his own daughter, Dymphna. To marry his own daughter, Dymphna. And this suggestion actually took root in Damon's mind, and he began to desire his own daughter to replace her mother as his wife. Now, let's take a step back here. This might seem bizarre to us, and it is unnatural. Incest is never a good thing. Uh, but the pagan Irish at that time they already had many problematic views of marriage before Christianity had come to the country. In Ireland, polygamy, having more than one wife, was very common. Uh, you could kidnap wives or even buy them from other people. Divorce was common and accepted. And amongst all of these problematic views of marriage, the Irish at that time were not uh, particularly against the practice of incest. Incest was not seen as wrong and was actually fairly common among siblings, or even between parents and children. Now, when the Christian missionaries had come to Ireland, they had taught the new converts about God's plan for marriage, that God had uh, designed it for a specific purpose. He designed it to be something holy, something beautiful, but it needed to be lived out properly. And so they taught them that incest and polygamy and divorce, all of these things that the Irish were used to, were no longer acceptable. They taught them that marriage was not something that humans had invented or figured out on their own. And so as a result, humans couldn't do whatever they wanted and call it marriage. They taught them that God had created marriage, that he had designed it with a specific purpose in mind, that he had even elevated human marriage to such a degree that it was a sacrament, that there was a supernatural component to marriage now that God used to bless couples who were married and who lived it out properly with the grace and the strength that they needed to have their families flourish. Now, Damon, as a pagan, he did not believe or even really care what the Christian missionaries taught about marriage. He didn't care. And so his desire for Dymphna, his own daughter, grew stronger and stronger, while she, understandably, was repulsed by the idea. 
She knew from her Christian faith that this would be wrong and she was trying to find a way to escape. But she realized that if she stayed in the kingdom any longer, she would be forced to marry him eventually, that the king would have his way. And so Dymphna sought the help of a Catholic priest. She told him of the danger that she was in. And so this priest agreed to help her escape from her father. And so one night while the king was unaware, Dymphna, the priest, and several of the Christian servants from the castle, they fled into the night and they set sail in secret, leaving Ireland behind. Now they sailed far away to the land of modern day Belgium. They landed on the coast there and Dymphna and her group traveled inland. And they finally settled in a Belgian town called Giel. Now, while they were in Giel, Dymphna lived beside the church that was in Giel, and she spent time taking care of the sick and the poor villagers. And she had a special love and a special patience for those who suffered from mental illness, perhaps because of her own experience living with her father, who had lived in a a time of depression, who had become obsessive and unreasonable. Maybe that was where uh, some of the patience that she had for these patients came from. Now, as Dymphna continued to live her life in Giel there, uh, she became renowned for her holiness and her love for God. The villagers saw her often in prayer. She radiated a love for the Lord Jesus that radiated out to all of those who she met. They saw that she cared and had a specific attention for all the patients of the town who were struggling with mental health. They saw with the love and devotion that she treated them with. She had a, a generosity for their poor. I mean, she had taken some of her father's money and she was generous in giving it out to those who were less fortunate. They didn't know where Dymphna had come from. They didn't know why she had arrived in their village, but they thanked God that this beautiful woman had appeared out of nowhere and was taking care of them. Now, back in Ireland, Damon was furious when he found out that his daughter had escaped him, that she had escaped his evil intentions of marriage for her and his obsession for her only increased. And so what he did was he sent out spies to find her whereabouts, to track her down and to bring her back to him. Now, these spies, they eventually landed in Belgium. They tracked her down to the village of Giel after they learned that a teenage girl had recently moved there and was using Irish coins that weren't from that region. And so the spies realized that who else could this be but Dymphna, this Irish woman who had escaped and was using her father's money to help take care of the poor and the sick in Giel. And so her father got a couple soldiers together and came to Giel to get his daughter back. When they arrived in Giel, the first thing Damon did was he ordered his men to kill the priest who had helped her escape. And then after the priest was dead, he turned and confronted Dymphna. Now, despite all of his promises of wealth, all of his threats of violence towards her, Dymphna held her ground with her father. She refused to go back to Ireland with him. She told him that it would be wrong for her to take part in such an incestuous relationship. She desired to serve God above all. She wanted to hold on to her decision to be consecrated only to Jesus. And no matter what her father said, no matter what he threatened her with, she would not budge. She refused to go back. At this, her father's unhinged mind, which had already 
been under so much pressure, it finally snapped completely. And in a blind rage, Damon drew his sword and attacked his own daughter. And he cut off Dymphna's head. And she fell at his feet. Now Dymphna died a martyr because she refused to do what she knew was wrong. Even though it cost her everything, even though it cost her her life, she died defending with her very life the church's beautiful understanding of marriage. Now Damon went back to Ireland and the people of Giel came to bury their beloved Dymphna's body. They mourned this beautiful, this kind girl who had served their sick so lovingly. They buried her. And as news of her story and her holiness began to spread through the region, people came to pray to this virgin martyr from Ireland. And so Giel became a popular pilgrimage site. They even built a shrine there to St. Dymphna. And it was amazing what began to happen at this shrine. Miracles began to break out in Giel as those who struggled from mental illness began to experience peace and healing from their disorders from their time there. And so eventually people heard about this and began coming from all over Europe, bringing with them their family members, bringing with them with their loved ones who had mental illnesses that seemed incurable. Now, mental illness has always been a bit of a mystery. We still don't understand it today. And back in the Middle Ages, it was even more of a mystery. People didn't know exactly what to do with those who were suffering from mental health problems. And so those who were viewed as insane or crazy could be driven out of the village by the villagers. They could be locked up in prison, chained to walls. Many of them were viewed as possessed and could be attacked or even killed because of this misunderstanding. But Giel took a different approach to treating those who suffered from mental illness. Giel took a different approach, and many patients who struggled with mental health had come to live in Giel, or they stayed around the shrine of St. Dymphna. And when the shrine was full, the villagers who were inspired by Dymphna's example they decided to take these patients into their own homes to treat them as a member of their family. They didn't view them as evil or some kind of a crazy person that had to be feared or controlled. They looked at these patients as someone with different needs and a new family member to be loved and a part of the community. And so villagers all over Giel began to take in these people into their own homes and miracles and healings continued to abound in that whole region due to the intercession of St. Dymphna. Now, this tradition has continued throughout the centuries, even to our modern day. Even to our modern day, residents of Giel in Belgium still have this policy of letting all those who travel there to seek relief from their mental illness, to stay in their homes and to care for them. It's this beautiful community that has been set up all because of the intercession and the example of Saint Dymphna. Now, Saint Dymphna, as you can tell from her life, she's a beautiful saint, a bit of a bizarre story, but a beautiful saint. And her intercession is ever more relevant in our world today, in our world that has seen a startling rise in mental health issues. I was looking up some of the stats on mental health in our society, in our Western world today, and it's honestly very, 
very intense. One in six American youth will suffer from a mental health disorder today. Suicide is the second leading cause of death amongst people. The second leading cause of death amongst people aged 10 to 34 in the United States. Disorders like depression and anxiety, panic attacks, schizophrenia, eating disorders, all of these are reaching levels that have never been recorded before in history. We've never seen this level in human history. They're being recorded at astonishing rates. And this means that it's very likely that you might know someone who suffers from one of these disorders or who struggles from some other aspect of mental health. And when you're loving someone who's struggling with this or you're even taking care of them, you know the feelings that can come with that, that you can feel powerless, that you don't know what to do to help. You don't know how to respond to these situations. You don't understand how they're feeling. You, you don't know how to get inside their mind and help them. And you can even feel frustrated or backed into a corner, feeling this burden, this pressure on yourself. Maybe you who are listening, you might even struggle with mental health yourself. You might feel that no one understands you, that no one gets what you're going through. You feel isolated or alone. You feel broken or somehow not a part of society. You might even feel hopeless or afraid. You, you don't know where you're supposed to go, or even if you can keep on going, sometimes maybe you might question whether your life has value in this state. Well, for all of those who are listening that feel in some way connected to this, might I suggest something? Could I suggest that you become friends with St. Dymphna? St. Dymphna, she is in heaven right now, and she's praying for you, praying for you that you find the peace and the healing that you need. And so why don't we pray right now for St. Dymphna's intercession? We pray for all of those who would suffer from mental illness, all of those who are taking care of them so that this saint can help alleviate this mental health crisis that our society is going through right now. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, through St. Dymphna's intercession, we pray for all of those throughout the world, and especially those who are listening right now, who are suffering from various mental health illnesses. Lord, you know who they are. You know what they're going through. Lord, I ask that through the intercession of St. Dymphna, that they would know that you understand what they're going through perfectly. Show them that they are not alone. Show them how they are intensely loved by you. Jesus, when you were in the Garden of Gethsemane, you suffered mental anguish. You suffered fear and depression to such an extent that you had blood coming from the pores in your body. You literally sweat blood because of the mental anguish that you were going through. You know what it's like to suffer in this way. And you know what your people are going through. You don't watch us suffer, but you suffer beside us. Lord God, through the intercession of St. Dymphna, bring peace and relief to those who suffer from mental health illnesses. Lord God, we also want to pray for those who 
take care of their loved ones who struggle with mental illness. That St. Dymphna, who knew what it was like to live with family members who suffered from mental breakdowns, who suffered from depression and obsession, that St. Dymphna, you would help all of those who are taking care of loved ones. That you would give them a share in your love and your patience for those who are suffering. That you would be an example for them, just like you were an example for the people of Giel, who sought you out, who were cared for by you with incredible charity. Saint Dymphna, patron saint of mental health, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.